Carroll comes to you live with the Sales Factory. I hope you're doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about the misconceptions of entrepreneurship. Ah, uh, yes, the misconceptions. There's many of them, but today I'm going to be giving you three main ones. Uh, we're going to be talking about how it's not for everyone. Maybe you're not meant to be an entrepreneur, and that's perfectly okay, but you need to be aware of that. You need to understand that. We're going to be talking about... It's not all beaches and Mai Tai drinks, at least not in the very beginning. And lastly, it's not sink or swim, okay? So let's dive right into this. Again, if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to hit that share button, comment below. I can see your comments right here. We're using our partners over at BeLive TV to broadcast this live every Monday at 4 p.m. from Facebook. And if you're listening on the podcast, I appreciate you. Thanks for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed yet, Hit that button. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are streamed. But let's hop right into this, right? Short show today. Got three points to cover for you. The misconceptions of entrepreneurship. It's not for everyone, okay? The the first thing that comes to my mind is this is a very high risk, um, a very high risk journey, uh, career path, if you will. You have to understand that to be an entrepreneur means to take risk and a lot of times, people aren't prepared for that. Now, this isn't necessarily your fault. A lot of this has to do with the conditioning of schooling, the conditioning of the status quo, right? The people in the world that may have influenced you at, a, at an early age, and it still goes on today. Go to school. Go, go, go collect you some, some student loan debt probably get you that expensive piece of paper and go out and get a job, buy your house, live in it for 30 years, work in your job for 25 plus years. And then you get to retire. If you've stashed away your 3% of money to retire, let me tell you a quick story about my dad. My dad bought that dream, right? He bought that, that epiphany of like, go out and get the career and, he worked for the city of Indianapolis uh, for, I think, around 30 years and retired. Um, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but I think he makes like two grand a month, 2,500 bucks a month. Like, sure, it's enough to live on. Like, you can get by. Well, who wants to do that, right? Like, who wants to get by? So what I would urge you is even if you're not going to be an entrepreneur, assume some type of entrepreneurial risk. Maybe a lot of times it's real estate, right? Like you could, you could, dive, you could divest some money into real estate. Um, but but the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's not for everyone, right? Um, my dad tried to start an animal control business early on that I'm not sure. I need to ask him. I'm not sure why he ever closed that down, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't exist today. But it's risk, it's taking on that load of risk that isn't necessarily required. You have to be able to go above and beyond. And that takes me to my second point, which is talent. Um, a lot of us are never going to be good enough to play in the NBA. A lot of us are never going to be good enough to win a Nobel Peace, Peace Prize. I truly believe that there's some point in life, there's 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 something that happens. Maybe it's the way you're raised. Maybe it's just straight up DNA. I don't know. Um, I don't have enough money to fund the research yet. But you you have to understand that talent is part of the equation. It always is. And I, and I don't care what you do. You know, 
entrepreneurship aside, like being a veterinarian, um, you know, being a concierge, like we have a, a girl that works here in the building. She's phenomenal. Super nice. I don't think she ever has a bad day. At least if she does, we never see it. And, and that's her talent. And I don't think a lot of people know what their true talent is. And listen, part of this is the school system never has us sit down and figure out what our talent is. They, they just like, Hey, what do you like to do? What are you, what are you good at? Right. But I'm in advertising now, like, and I love it. It's probably, um, I would say it's the most fun second of speaking, being on stage, because that's what my true purpose in life is, is what I'm really passionate about. But no one ever asked me, Hey DJ, do you want to be an ad guy? Do you want to be an advertising? You want to start a tech company that has to do with advertising? Like I've always loved computers. I've always taken this stuff apart and, you know, remote control cars. And, and I love sales and marketing. Like it's just a natural fit because that's what I'm talented at. So my entrepreneurial self like looks at that and my talent, I don't mind the risk. And my ambition is huge. That's the question that I think a lot of people don't ask themselves when they get into business. A lot of people get frustrated with where they're at in life, and that's why they make the switch to entrepreneurship um, or entrepreneurs or being an entrepreneur. You have to understand that it takes loads of ambition to be able to give you that drive. You have to be pushed um, and pulled at the same time, really, to be able to be successful as an entrepreneur. And now, this gets in that gray area of what's it mean to be happy? What's your definition of success? Um, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? And all of that just really dives into you understanding yourself. You becoming more aware and conscious of who you are. And I don't think I don't I don't think people take enough time. Um, I don't think people take enough time to do that. I don't think they spend enough time searching out who they are, what they want to do when they grow up, like what makes you happy? Are you ambitious? Are you driven? And there's uh, the McQuaig assessment is a really good assessment to take because it will tell you what your natural tendencies are, right? Like if you're um, if you're not somebody, let me put it this way: T take a CPA or or an accountant um, and a pro athlete. The dynamics of those two people couldn't be further apart. Right, you like the bean counter and the pro athlete. Like the dynamics are just completely different because we're all different. No, no two humans are made alike, and you have to understand that and and be willing to look yourself in the mirror and have that tough conversation. I just don't think enough of us are having that conversation right now with ourselves. So understand that one of the biggest misconceptions for entrepreneurship is that it's not for everyone. Um, I know I may be encouraging and, and motivating and, and get you all fired up and rah-rah, but I think it ultimately comes down to you have to make sure that you're you're full of joy. Like like this, Like you have to just be happy, man. And that's why I always say, like, I'm a, a mob top cocktail of just happiness, inspiration, and hustle. Like, that's just who I am. And, I mean, there's nothing I can do to change that. I don't want to change it. I, I love who I am. And that's probably another episode to talk about. But figuring out who you are and then learning to love that person or being okay with who you are despite what anybody else thinks or what anybody else says about you or thinks about you or, or has an opinion about you. 
just do you. Do you and be happy. And if that means that you're not an entrepreneur, hey, man, hopefully you will still stick around and, and coach can inspire you and motivate you to uh, to still whatever you may do. You know, maybe you like coaching Little League, right? Like, cool. Hopefully I can help you. Hopefully I can give you some life nuggets. Uh, number two, no beaches. And, I, and I, in my notes here, I wrote down an asterisk next to that little asterisk at the top because this this pulls me in both directions because – for the first couple of years, I would say the first 24 to 36 months, um, there was, it really isn't. Like if you're going to launch your business off the ground, like you have to work on it with sickening worth work ethic. I truly believe that. Um, you know, and I was talking to Tori about putting this together. I was like, oh, you know, I had a boat and I had a motorcycle and airplanes and stuff like that. But that really didn't come. Sometimes I forget how long I've been doing this, uh, going on 11 years now. Um, you have to figure out what it is that you want in life. Napoleon Hill says that having a major purpose in life is a must. You, you, you must have that. Because if not, then you're just drifting. And I truly believe that because unless you – it's kind of like that uh, – what's that that old Alice in Wonderland saying? Um, the cats, you know, where do you want to go? And I think Alice says, I, I don't know where I want to go. It doesn't, match, it doesn't much matter which way you go then. Like both ways will take you there because you don't know where you're going. So I think that you have to understand that with entrepreneurship, in the beginning at least, there are no beaches. You're not drinking Mai Tais. You're not partying. You're not hanging out like – I remember my friends used to hit me up when we graduated high school, the couple that stayed around on my little small hometown, like, hey, man, you want to go golfing? And it's like Wednesday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, bro, I can't. Like, I'm mowing grass. Like, I'm, I'm building this business. And I remember they used to always tell me, like, dude, you work too much. You work too much. You work too much. You work too much. Now I'm going to take a two-week vacation. Like, understanding the value of later money there's that saying that like entrepreneurship means living like no one else will now so you can live like no one else will later i used to always say that i'll live like i'm 40 when i'm in my 20s so that i can live like i'm 20 when i'm in my 40s sacrifice it's commitment to the long-term goal and especially for us millennials if you're listening to this you're watching this right now and you're a millennial the Biggest thing that will kill you in business is taking that short-term money, making decisions based on the short term. And what I mean by that is I used to set my goals with yearly revenue, and that was it, man. There was no like – it was like I'm going to grow my company really big, and we're going to make X number of dollars this year. Break that down into quarterly goals of make X number of dollars in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 – Cool, let's go do it. And then I would get to the end of the year, start back over, do it again. The problem with that is you have no long-term vision. You have no long-term goal. You truly, as an entrepreneur, you need an 18-month goal. You need a 36-month goal. You need a, a five-year plan. You need a seven-and-a-half-year plan. You need a 10-year plan, a 15-year plan, a 20-year plan. And then I really believe that you need an overall plan for what is the return on your life. What is the return on your life? After you're 60, 70, 80, 
90, 120, 300 years here, however long you're going to be alive. What is the return? What do you, what happens? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss some people off and I'm going to hurt some feelings real quick, but a lot of you, the only return on your life is your offspring. It's a couple kids. Carry on the family name. Cool, if that's what you're into, but how much talent did that take? How much thought did that take? How much planning did that take? How much work and energy and effort did that take? And then what's what's the outcome? Because I know that my cousins, like me and my brothers, are like, I don't know, man. We're the ones that made it out. One of my cousins got killed with a sawed-off shotgun, like in a dope house. Bangers kicked in the door, done. Like that, that that's that's your that's your ROI. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that. And I think the world would be a better place if we spent more time thinking about that. Number three, last one. It's not sink or swim, man. Let me just, let me bring it. All right, like we got deep, dark for a second. Let me bring it back up because you're going to go out, you're going to start a business and it might not work, okay? But true entrepreneurs, like it's a life decision. It's not, you know, it's like being an organ donor. I don't know very many people are like, oh, I was an organ donor for 10 years and then I'll stop being an organ donor, change my mind. Like, like you, you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur. Like it's all in, chips all in. We're betting the house on it. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Great. Now, the businesses are the minute, minute details because I had, I got a company, I wrote my companies down here. This company, I was 19, found this product called Fluid Film. Got my website, got all my stuff, spent about 1800 bucks. I'm like, all right, man, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to start slinging this stuff. Come to find out, you couldn't sell the product unless you had a storefront to sell it in because corporate sold it online. That was my first lesson of not getting too, a, too far ahead of myself and to make sure I looked at all the details before I jumped in. Now, unfortunately, I, was, I probably did that to myself five or six more times before I truly learned that lesson. But that was the first time that happened. And it was failure. $1,800, gone, vaporized. But I learned a lesson from it. And if you have a failure, but you learn a lesson from it, it's not a failure because there's a whole bunch of kids sitting in college classrooms right now paying good money to learn lessons. Like these lessons, they're not free. You're not just going to get them these nuggets of wisdom like, to, to tell you how to not mess up. you got to pay for them. Sometimes it's your time. Sometimes it's your money. Sometimes plans don't work out. Businesses don't work out because they just need more time to germinate. I found a post that I made the other day on a forum back in 2011. I was telling these other business owners, I was on this forum 2011, I'm like, man, you guys got to get on this Facebook stuff. Like you can message your people. You can get people to like your page and then send out bulk messages to them. This was, and this is so far back 
you can't even do this anymore. You used to be able to grow an audience. And then if people just liked your page, you could bulk send a message to them. You can't do that now. You can do it through messaging bots if they're interacting with you on a messenger already. But like Zucks used to let you just straight up blast out messages to people if they liked your page back in 2011. And I'm like, this stuff is amazing, right? I remember my first Facebook ad in 2013. I like went around town. I'm like, hey, check this stuff out, man. It's amazing. They're like, yeah, DJ, it's a fad. I don't want to buy it. Started this company called Bottom Line Marketing. I was like, all right, this is gonna be this could be huge. Like everybody's gonna love this social media stuff. It was 2013. They didn't buy it because it wasn't time. It wasn't I had planted the seed. I planted the seed in 2011. And it took not 12, not 2013, not 2014, not 2015, all the way until the middle of 2016 before I got my first client that actually paid me to do something on social media. Giving up and like learning those lessons you have to you have to cut your losses sometimes and that's i know that's tough to say as an entrepreneur because like like sometimes man we just want to keep banging our head on the wall banging our head on the wall banging our head on the wall it's going to work it's going to work it's going to work i believe i believe sometimes you have to realize that a seed needs a little more time a little more time to germinate you don't go plant a a soybean seed or or a corn seed in the ground in March and come back in April and say, what happened? Where's, where's my crop? You'll come back in May and say, where's my crop? It takes time. But sometimes that seed never germinates. Does a farmer give up? No. You can't give up on being an entrepreneur. You can't give up on being that farmer or that hunter just because you go out in the woods, you don't bring back a kill. Like you got to go again and again and again and again. Because if you don't, guess what's going to happen? You're going to die anyway. You're going to starve to death. Like you might as well keep planting seeds. You might as well keep hunting. It's not sink or swim. Just because something doesn't work out. Just because a, a product or a service or an offering doesn't work for you doesn't mean that you're not meant to be an entrepreneur. doesn't mean that it was a failure. Sometimes life teaches us the lessons that we need to learn by hitting us over the head with them because we're not going to listen any other way. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go through that struggle to have that breakthrough. There's been things that have happened to me along my entrepreneurial journey that I'll probably never be able to share with you guys. But know that those things have caused me to come home and break down in tears, to want to give up, have panic attacks, slip into depression, that's why when I go, you know, that top one, when I said ambition, you got to have ambition. Your ambition has to be so huge that despite all that, 
you still keep going forward. You have to be willing to put in so much work, so much time, so much effort, so much energy, so much money that most of your friends around you are like, dude, you're crazy. I don't don't know what you're thinking, bro. I I don't know what you see. I don't know what you think you see. But you're crazy. You should go get evaluated. But if they tell you that, you're probably on the right path. Now, there's probably a couple of you out there who's got screws loose and you should go get evaluated, but we'll leave that to a different show. That's it for today. Not It's not for everyone. No beaches and Mai Tais for the first, at least the first couple of years, man, if, you, if you're going to make it. Get your goals so big. Like that, That's another show we'll talk about, but if you're going to be an entrepreneur, man, your goals have to be so big. That's my biggest regret. My biggest regret is like, I set that goal when I started. I was like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to show all these people. I'm going to show these teachers. I'm going to show these people at school that keep picking on me. I'm going to show these people in the community that say that I can't do it or that I'm I'm stupid for trying to go start a lawn care business instead of going to school to be an engineer. I'm going to show them. I'm going I'm to have a million dollars in assets by the time I'm 30. Happened when I was 27. The funny part is, like, I come outside, and I'm like, ah, it happened, it happened, and nobody cared. No parades, no celebrations. The dollar amounts are there for you. The dollar amounts, I'm going to say it again, the dollar amounts are there for you so that you can keep score. That's it. That's all the money's for, really. It's just for you to be able to keep score. Every day you need to compete against yourself. Be better than you were the day before. Grow, be better than you were the day before, and then set massive freaking goals, man. Huge. Huge. I, I'm, now I'm like, I handicapped myself. Like I, I put that million-dollar number out there, and I handicapped myself. So now I upped it. I'm going to put a billion in the asset column by the time I die. That's now we're talking. Now we got a billion dollars worth of assets. I can probably do what my true life purpose is, which is create an entrepreneur university. Big, massive goals. That's what it takes. You're going to be successful at being an entrepreneur. No beaches, 24 months, value later. And again, be happy. That's what that's what it ultimately all comes down to. And it's not sink or swim. Uh, understand that life's going to teach you lessons. Okay? Cool. That's it. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, if you haven't subscribed yet, check it out. If you're watching it, catching the replay here on Facebook or one of the other social media platforms, I guess it's only live here on Facebook. But, uh, you know, make sure you go find the Sales Factory wherever you listen to podcast at. Uh, make sure you get subscribed over there, dropping that fire to you every week. And we also uh, have got some exclusive podcast-only content coming out here real uh, real soon. So I will see you guys um, next week. I will be in um, remote site. I guess we'll do it from Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, see you guys in Asheville. Uh, if you're in Asheville and you're watching this, hit me up. Maybe we can grab a coffee or something. Uh, won't, won't be in town for very long, but always love to, to meet my fans and uh, meet other entrepreneurs in the area. So hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Make sure you get subscribed, man. See you.